You're listening to The Green Thumbs Up, brought to you by Miniquip Hire, WA's leading machinery hire company, supporting the Landscape Industries Association, WA. G'day landscapers, welcome to another episode of the Green Thumbs Up, podcast brought to you by Miniquip, Western Australia's premier earth-moving equipment hire company. Joining me today is Ben Sims. G'day, Benno. Hey, you Matt. And our special guest, well, he doesn't need much introduction because he's pretty much on most of the podcasts, Nick Russell. G'day, Nico. G'day, mate. Thanks. It's a bit different to be in the hot seat for a, for a change and not, not grilling the guests, so yeah, it's... Uh, I'm a little bit nervous. No, you don't look like that. With That'll that. be nice. That's probably the beer. <laughs> That's the beer, Nico. <laughs> beer, Nico. Look, it's, it's, it's been a great journey together. We've been working together for the last three years. But first of all, let's find out a bit about you. Why landscaping? It's an interesting one. I, I sort of stumbled into it. I, I, I was studying at university, marine biology and environmental science down at Murdoch. And I, I worked at Waldex part-time during holidays and other bits and pieces. And there, there was an opportunity I saw. They own a big landscape company called Landscape Australia. And there was, you know, every weekend there was people coming in wanting information on domestic landscaping and having really bugger all, like literally no idea. You know, I did have an interest in plants, but I sort of started to, you know, follow up on some of the leads and some of the people that came through. And one of the uh, directors of Waldex, him and I, Dennis, started a, a landscaping, small landscaping company called Riverscapes. They also owned a company called Riverstone Homes at the time. So we were based in their office in Subiaco. And that was pretty much where it was. I stopped going to uni. Didn't finish at the time and started working full time as a, as a landscaper with little to no experience. So I did some courses, horticulture, TAFE, got involved, similar to some of my my staff that I've got now, and learned along the way through on the job and through through TAFE as well. So well, yeah. Nico, that's credit to you because it's a journey and a half, and you're an award winning landscaper. I mean, at our recent awards this year, you won a number of awards. So it's testament to the effort you've put in. So the question I want to now pose to you is, tell us a bit behind the scenes of running a landscape business because it's not all, it's all, it's not all fun and games, no, is it? No, look, it's, you know, obviously we are just chatting about things like Instagram and that before and it, and it is, you know, from the outside looking in, it's quite a glamorous looking at some of the photos and you look at some of the, the well-known landscapers in Perth, you know, some of the jobs are amazing and they do look stunning. The photos... But from if you strip that back and you've got to build these projects, there is, a, there is a lot that goes into them. So obviously starts off with good design. And we've got our own in-house designers, plus we work for some of the big name architects and landscape designers in Perth as well. So we build their gardens and our own. But just the effort that goes into building some of these masterpieces that you see on these the landscape awards even i go out to jobs to the to this day and still go oh my god how are we going to do this or how did we get here even once we're at 90 95 percent 100 percent of the job being finished it's it's still 
still amazes me what we can do, but there is a lot of hard graft that goes into it. And landscaping is a funny thing because it's so broad as an industry, but you can be a bricklayer, a renderer, a carpenter, pool builder, tiler, paver, concreter, horticulturalist, reticulation installer, soil expert, arborist, and that would probably still be scratching the surface. So there is a lot that goes into it. And a lot of lot of good people that are involved in, in my business now. And it is, especially with what's been going on in, in the world, and you know, obviously we're going through a fairly substantial boom at the moment. We were, we were, even before all this sort of happened, we were very busy. And it's got to the point now that, it, you know, not just for me, I, I guess I'm probably the one in the business with the least amount of pressure. But from day to day, the guys out on the field, you know, on the, on the ground building these, these, these jobs, pressure is great. That's, that is a concern, but it's still so rewarding, you know. Um, well, I have to say, Nick, one of the things that's impressed me since I've ever met you, you talked about design, constructs, the team, it's your, net, it's your networking. You're very good at building your network of friends. I think having lots of beers with them, but it's yeah. that is so important, isn't it? Building I, that yeah. community Look, of trade people, people you can lean on. Yeah, and I've always been not at the forefront. I mean, becoming the president of the landscape industry in WA was never my focus, and it was something that I never wanted to do. It was I stumbled into it, and uh, reluctantly, I guess, but I think we have built on that that social aspect of, of what I've done. But, I mean, we've, we've kept good clients because we've done the right thing by them. You know, like we've had clients that have been with us for 20 years and the reason they're still with us is we do bloody anything they want. You know, if someone rings me tonight and says they need such and such, if I can't organise for one of the guys to go and do it at 8 o'clock, I will go and do it myself. So that's important and doing the right thing by people. And I think... Most people, if I'm being honest, most people go set out with that mindset. You know, most people want to do the right thing, but we as a business really take that on board and, you know, that's our main focus. But as, as networking side of things, you know, like I'm, I've, I've got lots of friends that are landscapers, you know, and we've all got our own issues. Some of us have got bigger companies, some of us got smaller companies, but we all still like to have a beer have a chat and just talk about a problem job or something that's gone wrong or even something that's gone right. It's been fun, you know, like you've got you to gotta share a bit of everything. And I do like getting around fellow landscapers and, and really giving them a hand. They need a certain tree and they can't get it, then I might be able to wangle one for them. You know, I, I'll try and help pretty much anyone. And that, I think, has, has helped me because it comes back as well. So... Yeah, fantastic, yeah. fantastic. And Perth Garden Festival, we saw that in action. You got stuck in, you you know, almost single handedly working with Necro from Escape. Yeah, you know, well, you, you were fantastic. Look, I mean, building show gardens, we've become pretty good at it. We we had certain you know experience. We did a, a Channel Nine TV series that we was called Matt and Kim to the Rescue, and we, and that was really big part of building the culture of our business you know it was really fun we were proud to be part of it but we felt that it was amazing to be part of it and and from there we've done the spaza shows and garden week i i guess for liawa came off the back of that and nick and i helped build it together and we've become good mates now like i value him as a as a friend and vice versa i think we can we can be proud of what we did out there 
and obviously we've got another one coming up this year and I am committed to building a strong brand for the landscape industry. I think the more we put in, the more better it is for everybody, you know, for not only for new younger members coming through but existing members, you know, our, our sponsors and having, and having a presence at the garden show I think really was it's the start of where we're heading and I think it wasn't wasn't groundbreaking but it was still pretty cool you know that we managed to knock it up in a few days and and we had a bloody shitload of fun it was really good fun well, it really set the stage for you know giving the consultations to the public and, and that, that that was quite well received I thought yeah yeah no Ben I mean you know you were down there and a lot of people you know still to this day don't know what Liawa is or what it stands for and you know the landscape Industry Association of Western Australia is a is a big player, and there's a lot of a lot of landscapers out there that aren't a part of it. And the public really is probably going to be the ones that help drive the you know these landscapers that are working away on their own out you know wherever they are. They're gonna the public are the ones that are going to push these people to join the industry, to become more professional. And I think the 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 association is is helping you know landscapes become more professional and i know i've been proud to have been a part of it for the last three years from where we came from matt it's been a bloody bit of a ride bit of a bit of a roller coaster at times but it's so positive and it's been rewarding and i think uh, setting those standards internally is really critical and you've brought that in i uh, you know as the president it needed stabilizing working with myself uh, and the board bring those those guys in so you know, those experiences right from when you were at uni coming now to where you are have really played an important role of where we've got to too. Yeah, yeah, I think, I think it's, yeah, look, it's been, a, it's been a great, great journey and obviously we're still on the path. I mean, having passed the reins as president over to Darren in the last, only the last couple of weeks really has probably, it's been a, been a good thing for me because, you know, I can focus on other things. I've got a young family, but yeah. I still want to be part of it and I still want to drive the industry forward. And I think with not just our experience as a as a reasonable, reasonably established landscaping company, I think like there are other players in the market that we need to bring back in to really drive the association forward. You know, but it's on the right path for sure. One question I I get asked a lot are by some of the smaller landscapers where they they started out, they've got a Ute and another mates helping them. The workload is getting too much and they need to grow, but they never know quite how to grow. They think, oh, I'll employ more staff. You know, how did you grow? Because you've got well, quite a big trucks out there. I think... Is it, can I be honest, is it money and then you invest or...? Well, from, from our side of things, we probably never have money, still don't. But I think we, we grew organically, you know. So we, we grew a ute, ute and a trailer, an offsider, then bought another ute and then we had an offsider with with the other offsider and then another ute and then organically we didn't we didn't go out of our way to take on contracts and work that was never our intention we just really focused on doing the right thing making sure that our clients were happy it sounds pretty bloody cliched but it it really you know those simple ideals really stood us in good stead and while we we transition through staff we have had you know long longevity in in key personnel ryan who works for me he he runs our sales design side of the business and he started as an apprentice at 16 and he's 
33. You know, he's become a good friend, but he's a, a key part of our business. I would do anything for him, and I think he sort of repays that with his work ethic. And so certainly key, key personnel, one of the guys that runs our maintenance division has been with us for his long service, 15 years, is coming up wow. in February. Steve, one of our other guys, and we're not a, people think we're a massive company, we're, we're not. We've got like 15, 20 staff and probably, you know, five, six guys have been with us for 10, 15 plus years, you know. So that's, that's really given us the ability to grow because we can trust in what they're doing. And they understand that for all what it's worth, and even some of the boys at times are like, you know, really, you know, like, we, you, but we would do anything to keep the client happy, at regardless of cost or time. We would make sure that when we leave that person's property, they are, yeah, yeah. So I think, yeah, just I think if you're if you're a young landscaper working out there, you don't need to to invest in fifteen Hino trucks and then try and keep that. That those 15 trucks on the road busy I think just working day to day steady as you go and time is where you'll see growth you know it's That's not really something yeah it's not something that you can just do overnight yeah from the outside it probably looks like that but there, yeah, as you mentioned that's not how it actually yeah evolves. oh look Ben we've been doing it a long time I mean we could be 10 times the size of what we are no doubt in the world we could take on jobs that you know, we don't really tender too many jobs. We do, we do commercial type work for people we know more so than, than, than just pricing jobs for the hell of it, you know. So we like, we're a relationship-based business. That's yeah, what I like to, like to call it. So, you know, a lot of our clients, you know, people say, how do, you, how do you keep some of these bigger builders and things like that happy? And it's just like bending over backwards and making sure they are happy. And they're getting what they want, you know, like they, they're getting value for money and we've still got to make a buck, but I think everyone's got to be happy. So we've got to be happy and they've got to be happy and our staff have got to be, you know, it's, it's, not, it's not one-sided, I think, and that's, where, that's what a relationship is. I can definitely vouch for that, having recently started to maintain some of your gardens and the clients are generally really, really happy with the work and it makes it so much easier when I rock up. Oh, look, They're, they're already... Yeah. Yeah, and and like it's so rewarding, you know, when you when you come back, send me photos of gardens or or send me a text or just to give the feedback, you know, it is it is bloody rewarding, and 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 I love nothing more than dropping into a client's house, you know, five years later, and having a beer or a glass of wine and saying, you know, how good is, and they go, the best thing is when they say this has changed how we live our life, you know, like we're not. We don't too fancy, but I think that, you know, if we can create a, an environment where, you know, they're outside, living their life with their kids, growing up, in the pool, you know, like there's nothing better. So. Looking around your offices, there's a few awards hanging on the walls. You've done well. How important awards to you? And um, Not at all, really. I mean, you know, marketing, yeah, awards are great. You can put on your website, you can put on your email footer that you're an award-winning, you know, landscaper, Sparza, Walder, whatever it may be. But to be honest, they're not that big a focus for us. You know, like we would put our projects in for awards as to probably more so help the profile of the associations that we're involved with. So we're, we're happy to do that. But I mean, look, it, it, in saying that, marketing for us we're quite, again, I'll say the word organic. It has been an organic growth of our marketing and our marketing is there. We don't spend really any money on it, but 
I think it's it's believable because we do it, you know, like so. Um, and having awards to back you up, I guess, is, is a qualification for some of our clients. But you know, the majority of people that we're dealing with know us somehow because with the workload and the pressure that we're under, we would be struggling to deal with people that we didn't know, to be honest. So, word of mouth, repeat business is really where ninety percent of our work comes from. So. Yeah, winning an awards are good and I guess the boys can appreciate that, but it's not, it's not what we set out for uh, at all. Lee, I'll if we can talk about them for a while. What's your vision? I mean, you came on, you want to get involved, you want to build the industry. What's your vision? Yeah, so I, I became involved, you know, probably three years ago, more or less at the same time that you came on board. I was only really quite new in the, in the, in the board then. I'd been to like one meeting, I think, and, and it all sort of like, I don't know, imploded in front of my eyes. I was like, what the hell am I doing here? Dome, Maylands. That probably closed down that afternoon too, to be honest. But <laughs> look, I can see I came on with the vision of regulation, being certified, becoming landscapes, becoming builders, basically. I understand that that is not as easy as it sounds. From an outsider looking in at Liawa as a landscaper, that's pretty much what I think all landscapers want from our association. Being able to deliver that is now something that will become the focus. And I think regardless of whether government is going to get involved or not, I think the only way that we're going to be able to do it is through self-regulation. So if we set up these master landscaper type program, you know, where we're doing training, there's going to be components that you have to tick off every 18 months or two years to, to get the points up to, so that you become another level of a landscaper. So master landscaper is the word that we've been using and obviously some of the other associations have, have started that process. I think that's where we will then be able to take that to government. But I mean, if we're self-regulated and we're setting you know, landscapers apart from other landscapers internally, who gives a shit about the government? You know, we don't necessarily need them. But, I mean, it would be, that is the dream. But I think if we can, if we can start the self-regulation path, then I think we are probably well on the way yeah. to building on the, we're professionals, you know, and we want, we want more professionals. You know, like I'm, I'm, I think if we're, if it's a thriving community, then everyone's a winner. And not only landscapers, you've got the allied members, you've got the, you know, the soil, there's the plant growers, the tree growers. There's, it's, a, it's quite a big industry and that's what, if we can sort of combine everyone's talents and I think we'll, we'll get there. You know, that'd be, that'd be the goal, I think, just, yeah, becoming regulated. Fantastic, fantastic. Can I ask you a personal question? How do you spend time out of work? I mean, do you have a young family, haven't you? Yeah, so I've got young kids. I do probably more than I should. I coach soccer. I coach. I help out at the the table coaching as well. My my boys play a lot of sport. We luckily luckily enough live quite close to the beach, so we can walk to the beach. And I like to go for a swim most days. I like to surf when there is any. But I mean, I only surf at a particular spot at the end of my road, and it's not as easy as it sounds. So invariably, there's never any bloody waves. So. Well, that all, gives you time out, doesn't it? Yeah, look, really yeah, critical. 
Yeah, look, and you've got to have a bit of time out. And like we were saying before, I, I like to, you know, have a beer. I like to catch up with – I still see all my schoolmates pretty regularly. Like most once a week, we'll try and catch up and have a beer. So I, I, I do make time. But I like to keep busy. I don't like sitting around. So I, I think having something socially is important for – not only I, you know, not only for me, but I say that to my staff. You know, I make sure that they can switch off and and go and enjoy themselves. You know, and that's I think that's key. So wow. yeah, yeah. it's put you in good stead. You can see that full of beans still. Yeah, no, I but appreciate look, that. Before we go, we're going to have a podcast launch. Apparently, yep, yep. So I think we're not sure of the dates. I think it's going to be after the Australia Day long weekend. We're looking at having a sort of pool party slash launch at, at my office. We've got nine, ten pools here. Um, and, He's only got and, nine. Yeah, so, you know, bring your bathers. Hopefully summer's night. It's going to be on a Friday night. We're going to have a bit of entertainment, DJ. We're going to try and get on all the guests that we've had over the, hopefully, you know, by mid-Jan we'll be up to 15, 16, maybe more episodes. We're going to relaunch the podcast. We're going to try and get as many landscapers down Members, non-members, just get them down here and have a good night. And, you know, and again, it's about networking, you know, for landscapers and our members, sponsors, you know, just to get, and just have a bit of fun. Yeah, and one thing we talked about last night at the board meeting was building that listening audience. I know you feel very strong. We need to build this audience listening. And Ben, and you feel that that needs to be done by everyone pitching in yeah, and look, sharing, sharing this. I think uh, if, if our... Guests can um, can just share it on their social media platforms, you know, Facebook, Insta, Twitter, or whatever they've got. Then it obviously will increase our listenership. And I'm not, we I didn't set this up to become number one. You know, I don't, I don't want to beat Darren Thorpe or you know, but you know, I'm happy if we do. But you know, like we, it's about getting landscapers listening in, yep. and then they can hear stories that that resonate with them. And if they don't want to come to a networking night because they don't feel like they want to put themselves out in front of 50, 100 people, then happily, you know, they can sit in their car and listen and feel like they're involved in the yeah. industry. So that was really the reason that, that well, we've done this. And hopefully if we can get people to start sharing it and organically, again, grow the brand, green thumbs up, landscape industry of WA, Liawa, then we're on the right path. Yeah, and a lot of people don't realise how lonely it is running a landscape business. Oh, bloody oath, yeah. You know, yeah. they work hard during the day, go home to the missus or... Well, they might still have to quote. They might quote. still have it's to draw region. things, you know, but they can put their headphones on, listen to me crap on about how <laughs> crap it is to be a landscaper and then they feel all better, you know. So it's, yeah, no, nah, look, there's got to be some positives to have it for sure, so... Good on him, Beno. I think it's been a cracking little interview yeah. and... Uh, Thanks, thanks for all you do, Nico. No, yeah, thanks so much, Nick. Anytime, boys. Okay. Cheers. You've been listening to The Green Thumbs Up, brought to you by the Landscape Industries Association, WA, sponsored by Miniquip Hire.
Good day, landscapers. Welcome to another episode of the Green Thumbs Up, a, co- a podcast brought to you by Miniquip, West Australia's premier earth moving equipment hire company. I'm going to do that all again because that was a load of shit. Good day, landscapers. Welcome to another episode of the Green Thumbs Up, a, bro- a podcast. <laughs>